0: This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What are your names?
1: My name is Lynn Martino. And my name is Lynn Card.
0: And what are your primary roles in the line dance community?
2: Uh, I'm an instructor Mm -hmm. and a choreographer. Mm. And
1: I am an instructor first. I should actually a dancer first and then I was an instructor and then I was a choreographer.
0: And I guess we'll we'll take questions from right to left. <laughs> it sounds Since good. We've established you're that. right.
2: <laughs> yes, you're right. Our left. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> the eldest
0: will go first. <laughs> How did you get your start in the the world of line dance?
2: How did I get my start? Okay, well, I danced my whole life, hmm. and I had a family, and um, my children were, you know youngsters and a line dance class came down into our school where the the kids went to school and I said oh wow line dancing that'd be great I can dance again you know and I'll just go down there and have a great time well that was the beginning of the end okay (laughs) I went to that class I went to a second class I went to a third class I went to a fourth class and then I ended up being you know the little teacher's assistant in the back room okay at the back of the room and uh yeah and uh, danced constantly, constantly. Um, then when my mentor left for Florida, because she had had it. She was actually a year younger than I am now. Okay, she went to Florida. And uh, she said, she called me up. She said, well, I'm going. I said, where are you going? Because I'm going to Florida. And you have my classes, all five of them. I said, oh, no, no, no. I can't do that. I'm having too much fun. I can't be serious. She says, just be yourself. You're good. You can do it. And I said, okay, I'll do it. Well that was it for me I just really got into it I taught every level right away and uh, then the opportunity came along uh, on a weekend Rosie Moltari had uh, met me at one of the weekends the uh, Tim Gillis weekends which now she owns as the New York State of Line and she said we're having a choreography contest why don't you sign up for it I said oh I don't want to do that. She goes, no, no, I think you should do it because you're going to work for Forty Arroyo in Massachusetts, who is another well-known choreographer. And this way, you know, you'll have your your first dance. I said, okay, first dance. Remember that I said that. So I picked the song, my first, my last, my everything, okay? And I choreographed it, and I did my first competition, and I won first place. And Doug Miranda was there and he said why don't you come to vegas you won't win but it'll be an experience okay so i said okay i'll go it was right after the event signed up flew out to vegas and i won not with that dance with a second dance and uh then i that was it that was the beginning of the dominoes where they were falling into place and i kept competing at usw you know the the country western uh, and you had to dance in country and the whole bit. And I did that for a while until I said, "That's it, I'm done." Okay. And my first big, my first big chance was Tim Gillis to teach there. I've been teaching there, at which is New York State now since 2002. And um, then Jean Gar, JG, invited me to teach because I had won there every year. She invited me to teach, and I've been teaching there ever since. And then you know, I get the few. Now I'm. There's, you know, a few events that I still teach at, and I just love it. It's just the greatest thing, because I get to meet young people like you (laughs) and a little older than young people like Lynn here. We call Mm -hmm. Our our new name is Lynn Squared. So with that, (laughs) I've probably spoken more than I need to. No, let's tell them the story. Oh, the the story of Lynn Squared? Okay, you can tell them the story of Lynn Squared. Oh, gosh. No, Good. let's tell
1: them together. Okay. Okay. So it's Lynn Card and Lynn, Lynn Martino. Martino. Lynn Card with no e on Lynn, and Lynn Martino has Lynn with an e. With so an it's a. Lynn and Linny. Right. 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 Or Linny and Lynn. Right. Because yeah, I'm, I'm older first. <laughs> mm. Mm. So it's Lynn squared. Right. So then we found out we both have a Kira. I have my daughter is Kira, and she has a granddaughter Kira, Kira. and they both are competition dancers, and they are both doing a solo this year. Right, at Nationals. Yep, at Mm Nationals. And then we found out, so my middle name is Michelle. I thought hers was going to be Michelle, but it's Mary. Mary. But still with an M. Still with an M. (laughs) And my maiden name was Maddie with an M. Her married name is Martino with an M. So we had, she had the same initials. Yeah, we had had the same initials. Yeah, then I had to add the C. Actually, I kept my maiden name, but um, what else? Oh, and so for superhero costumes... I'm gonna be super mom and she's gonna be super grandma. And we didn't even know that until we, didn't we connect got here. At all with <laughs> that. Had no
2: idea. Had no idea. Had no idea. I said this is getting stranger by the minute, okay? So just, just so that. many little coincidences. So so, now you tell na- your so story. we figure
1: though, it's probably about time that we choreograph a dance together. Yes, it is. We're gonna so, try
2: this weekend. Yeah. Yay! We'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: All right. What was the question?
2: <laughs> how did you, how do you
1: get start? start? Oh, how did I get my start? Gosh. That
0: is the voice of Megan Barsulia. For oh. anybody who uh, has listened religiously every week to Lion Dance Podcast, we have Megan in the room as well.
1: <laughs> hey, Megan. Okay, so let's see. How did I get my start? Well, I thought I got my start in 1992. I graduated from college, and I always had a love for music. I always loved Music and you know, just liked to dance, like freestyle kind of dance. And I graduated from college, and I went moved to Milwaukee first, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For those of you who don't know the Midwest well, and um, I I was old enough. I went to a country bar, and it was Bronco Billy's in downtown Milwaukee, and I started just line dancing. I just started taking classes, so I started um, learning line dancing. And then I moved to the Twin Cities minnesota in 1993 and at that time the mall of america had just opened in 1992 so um, there was a bar there called gatlins and it was owned by the gatlin brothers and it was the biggest country bar in like the five state area and they had music live music and dancing seven days a week and i was probably there at least five days a week Mm because i was young i was in my 20s i was single and i could go and on saturdays Every Saturday they had family day and they had line dance lessons and they had a lesson at three, four, five, six, and at seven. And then they would take a break. And then at eight o'clock, the open dancing started and the DJ started. I went at three o'clock. I went for every lesson. And then I would go have dinner, and then I would go back and go to open dancing at eight o'clock, and I would stay until close, and then I would go home. And I did that every Saturday, so I was learning like five dances every Saturday. Plus, I was going just to the open dancing on Wednesday nights and Thursday nights and Friday nights. So I just, I, it, I just stuck to it like glue, and I just loved it. So that was in 1993, and then in 1996, uh, there was this little bar that Gatlin's Brothers actually had gotten sold, and it closed. And so there's a little bar that. Um, many of us had started to go to and um, but not a lot of people people started to kind of disseminate and not everybody went to the same place and not a lot of people knew the dances I knew because I had learned so many of them in like those three or four years and so I just approached the bar and I said hey I said would you like line dance instruction you know would you like somebody to teach and they're like yeah that sounds good I had never taught line dance before you know but I offered because I just had a knack for um, uh, musicality and the timing and, you know, picking mm-hmm. up the steps. I had no formal dance training. Mind you, I have no formal dance mm-hmm. training growing up. I have none of that. No ballet, no tap, no jazz. I always call myself a self-made country bumpkin line dancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what I call myself. Um, so I started there and I taught there for nine years. And I've actually been teaching now for over 20 years in the Twin Cities. Um, I. Tea, and I I started choreographing in 2009 actually um Windy City was my first competition yeah, yeah. For Windy City and Ruben was actually in um the competition Ruben mm-hmm. Luna and he won that year so I looked back and I was like whoa like I was competing against Ruben <laughs> that was crazy
2: yeah
1: um and I've entered Windy City every year since um except for one year I wasn't there just because I like to showcase my dances and i if anybody she's, likes it if one person likes it or if one she's a wants to take it away i don't i do it i don't do it to, i teach her i don't do it you know to win but um what else i don't know so that's i kind of created my own niche i guess up in minnesota there's not there's more of us now but i told you like that's i thought that's how i got my start in 1992 so when i think back now though people ask me so when did you start choreographing when did you choreograph your first dance well, I was actually on the pom-pom squad in high school. So at 16, now that I think about it, at 16, I choreographed my very first dance routine to Eye of the Tiger.
3: Nice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I love that song. <laughs> so, right?
1: So now I'm like, well, I actually started when I was 16, yeah, I guess. I was seven. <laughs> oh, oh
2: she's got to beat me. Well because, <laughs> well, because we had, you know, when I was a child, which is 100 years ago, um, <laughs> seems like it. We didn't have much to do. You know, we didn't have all these electronic games and things. You roller skated. You rode your bike. You played with your friend. You played cards during the summer. We went to camp. Nobody could afford it. So we'd have a show. Mm. And we'd practice all summer for the show. Mm. So I would just make up dances. It was like something that was like crazy. And uh, I always knew that that was something I always wanted to do. And I always wanted to teach. And I, you know, I'm, I have a musical background too. I play the piano, you know, so I can read music. I know my beats. And uh, it was just, when that all came together, it was like not only the dancing, but the social end of line dancing is not, it's not like any other dancing in the world. Mm -hmm. Ballroom is wonderful. Salsa is wonderful. But I don't see the camaraderie and the friendship that you see in line dancing because you don't have a partner the whole room is your partner okay Mm -hmm. so and most teachers have started from the ground up most okay and some of us have been lucky enough to make to meet people that have helped us move on some people never get that chance so for me, I feel very lucky that that happened. I was kind of old when it I was in my 40s. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in my mm-hmm. 40s when because I, I had a family to raise. You know, back then you did one thing and you did it well. <laughs> and that was raising your family. And uh, so I was really, really grateful that it happened. When it did, That I was able to do it. You know, I mean, if you take a look at us, I and mean, it's myself. I'm not going to reveal ages. But if you take a look at myself and Joanne Brady and Roti Maltari and Rhoda Kay, Judy McDonald we're from way back when the old school and nobody knows like you know what we had to go through to get out there and be you know and then still be here still be here you know people still want to see us i hope (laughs) you know
1: absolutely and our
2: and if you look around at the average age of the dancers now i mean you go to a lot of weekends you see it i would say chicago has a more of a younger group but you look around. Next time you go to an event, take a look around the average age of a line dancer. Mm. Yeah. This is what you're going to see. So if you get into that arena where you're going to teach, okay, you can't forget them. You can't leave them on the roadside. And a lot a lot of times that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? It happens. Yeah. It happens because they're sitting there and they're watching all this fabulous stuff going out there that, you know, you do wonderfully. You do wonderfully. You do... Okay. But, uh, me, not We're her. not going to tell you who she
3: pointed at. <laughs> no, that was me.
2: That was me. I can do it. I can teach it. I mean, I could do it and I can teach it, but I know that someone is going to look better than me. That's... My point is that we need to still have all those levels. They're just as important as the highfalutin, high intermediate advanced dancers. and And they really... Because that is your crowd. In ten years, in ten years, you'll see the change. I love beginners. A lot uh, of them will yeah. not be here. I, I, I are my still, I, beginners, I still, beginners love, only, love yeah. to
1: choreograph beginner dances. Though, yes. like I still love because you're teaching beginner them, dances. I,
2: I just said it in my class today, and I say it all the time. I don't teach. I mean, at this point, if they're brave enough to come to an event, they're out there for a while. They want to stay beginners, but they're out there for a while but I tell them I'm not teaching you a dance I'm going to teach you how to dance then we'll learn the dance so I'm going to give you some technique which sometimes people don't get in beginner okay go to the right go to the left do this no no okay let's make this a little more funky or make that turn a little more funky this is what you do if you're uncomfortable with, uncomfortable with it that's okay but try it no one's looking at you you're out there just you're out there by yourself and you're having a great time and that's what we need to do more of, to teach the beginners, to make them really enjoy it and say, you can do this and push yourself into an improve a class. It's okay. You learn one thing in that class. You've learned something you didn't know before. You didn't know, you might not know the dance. You might walk and say, what did I just learn? (laughs) Okay. But if you learned a pattern that you've never done before or at a speed that you've never done before, you've learned something. So, you know, you're always going to be a winner. You know, don't be afraid. Oh, they're looking at me. I don't dance right. They don't want to stand next to me. No, that's not how you think. You go in, glass half full, go for it. Go for it. And that's what makes you a better dancer. Anything that you can challenge yourself with. That's been my philosophy throughout. And that's why they give me a lot of beginner classes. Not that I can't do the other stuff. I can. I write it. I write with Ruben all the time. We always do at least one to two dances a year. Hopefully we're doing one in two weeks when I see him, if we have the time. But um, I do enjoy that. And I like working with other choreographers because you get a feel from someone else. You know, you're a choreographer now. You know, you've you've done very well. I watched you. Um, Anyway, uh, it does. It's a great thing to work with other people, you know, and discover you can work with them. It's not just your idea. It's their idea. Say, hey, I would never think of that. Okay, I would never think to do that move. That's a great move. Or... I've never think to teach that dance. Wait a minute, let me look at that. Okay, so you know the communication, yeah. the whole bit. It's not just you know people say, "What do you do?" Oh, my line dance teacher. Oh, that country stuff.
3: <laughs> I don't know how many times I no. get that. No. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: no. Yeah. I say and I come right back and I say, uh, "No, we started. I do everything. I do waltz. I do hip hop. I do progressive. I do pop. I do Latin. Really? Yeah, really. It's it's everything." And that makes you, you know, I mean, I, you have to do everything to be a well-rounded dancer. Some people don't want to do country, especially on the East coast, but you, sh- music is music. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yep. Music is music. So, yep.
1: and I like to collaborate, but I like to pick my collaborators. So it's somebody that I know that I can learn something from. Um, so I've been there's certain people that I've, Mm -hmm. that I've asked to work with because I, I want to, I want to learn something from them through the process of choreographing to that piece of music. So I competed at Windy City, what is it, two weeks ago, right? With a dance that I, um, I love, um, is my first waltz, like a Viennese waltz tempo. I never, I went outside of my box. Typically people expect country from me when I go Mm -hmm. to the competition and it um, and I, I loved it, and I thought it was it was good. But you just there's always going to be something that you could do differently. I don't know if you ever choreograph a dance, and then like three months later, you're like, why didn't I do that there instead? Right? You know? And exactly. that drives yes. me crazy, right? Because mm-hmm. why didn't you think it of it at the time? Well, you can't. Mm-hmm. So um, I came in second in my heat, and I w- was very pleased because my goal was just
2: to get it out there. My
1: goal was just to do a good teach mm-hmm. personally because I can get like um feedback. a little anxious no i oh, can get okay. a little nervous even though i've been teaching for more than 20 years i can get nervous in that environment i mean they the, those are your pro judges right your pro crap. Right. people different. We it's idolize like, and look up to so yeah. i um, i just wanted to do a good teach and i just wanted to showcase the dance and i got really good feedback but I knew, I took the feedback, and so I reached out to Jill and Will, Jill and Will, because they were two of my judges, and I asked them, I said, if you don't mind, could you give me some more detailed feedback and just tell me what... What I can do to tweak it because I haven't published it yet, so I don't like to publish my competition dances until after I compete with them because I want to get the feedback and then if I need to change something, I'll change it. So um, Jill actually is going to work with me this weekend, and so we have some a couple of variations. She's not changing the integrity of my dance though, right? So that's important, right? Because sometimes you just have such a feel, you have such a a whole new partnership to your dance, right? There's an ownership to it, so she's going to help me refine it a little bit, and I'm excited about that. And then I'm going to get to publish. it That's great. It's
2: great to have. What I call mentors Mm -hmm. My mentor, One of my mentors was Max Perry I don't know if you've never heard the name Uh, He used to be at every event And every time I was at an event I was in his class That was it Because he was a ballroom champion He's the father of line dancing Nobody else is, he is And he judged me once And I did the same thing And I said to Max Tell me what I need to do differently And he just, it was, you know One on one And he told me and And I took that with me you know, and there are a lot of people that won't be like that, but the real teachers, they will do that for you, you know, so you have your mentors, I had my first great teacher who was such a wonderful statuesque woman, and she just made it look so easy, you know, and I said, you have to take that, like when you walk into a class, I always try and pick those things that I like about how they teach. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put that into mind. And then sometimes I'll go into a room and they'll be teaching and I'll say, wow, that's what I say. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess I'm getting it. Even though I'm, you know, I'm getting up there, but I'm just, it's good. It's always good to be open and not to tell people, you know, have them to tell you what to do, but to be open to a new idea you know, um, to try yeah. and make you dancing. And yeah. the other thing that, you know, I think we have that, I mean, I consider myself, I'm not, you know, there's the A team and there's the B players, the A players and the B players. The A players are the people, you know, they're up there. Okay. And, but you always need those B players too. Or D listers. There's a joke, but there's some yes. of us, we but call the D listers. sometimes don't get their stuff <laughs> out there. As good as it is, it doesn't go out there. And it's it, too much, too fast. Too much, too fast, and it has to do with the mindset of the line dancer that comes to the event. The mindset, the line dancers that come to events, they're on top of everything. Okay, so it's it's a, it's a, it's almost politics. It really is. No, it truly is. And uh, unless you have your fairy godmother or somebody, sometimes your dancers don't get out because to me, "Oh, who are you?" and i've been around you know i've been around the block and i'll say oh and i wrote oh you wrote that or you know this and that so you have to kind of buck well, up and understand yeah. this is what's going to yeah. happen and it's okay as long as yeah. you like doing what you're doing okay yeah. and as i said i've written with ruben and ruben actually has the same he can listen to this if he wants cuz he he'll be able to agree with me we're very good friends we think on the same line even though he's west coast and i'm east coast um that It's just sometimes those dances just don't go, and we know they're as good as any other dance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They just don't go there. Now, why? Europe loves them, but they don't move here. Mm -hmm. And if you think about all of the the years ago, top Michael Barr, Michelle Burton, Max Perry, Kathy hignati these are all the big shots way back when. They weren't supported, and that's why... You know, because. Well, I think it's important to find your niche. You have to find your niche. But I found my niche. Yeah, you have to find your niche. But we have to find our niche. But I found my niche
1: partly through all of the competitions that I did. So that's how I partly found my niche. Because I found that, you know, I was choreographing good dances. Mm -hmm. I always had great musicality feedback, Mm -hmm. right? Great dance, great choice of music. Um, And I was finding out that people were coming and watching. And my dances. My dances might not be a convention dance, right? I might not be a main ballroom floor dance, but it's out in the classroom. But my dances are all over the country in every single little bar. Mm-hmm. And 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 now I, and I get emails from France and I get emails from Malaysia. So mm-hmm. all those what I call like those regional groups, those small town groups right. and the bars and the, sites and that's the community great. centers, and that's, that's great. what I found out. That's my niche and that's why I I still love beginners teach choreographing beginner dances so much because i i'll challenge myself like with the Viennese waltz i did and it was i it was really i learned a lot about myself doing that but i also think that you know you can spend an hour and sometimes more to learn an intermediate advanced dance when you can maybe learn three or four dances and i just think right. sometimes that that's more dancing right. for people than right the one you're going to struggle with that one yeah, hard dance exactly. over and over and over versus you now you have four dances you can dance four dances right. so the amount the amount that you can get the quantity you can get in an hour yeah, is absolutely. different so absolutely. that's how I found my niche was through yeah. competition though and finding that my where my dances were getting picked up
2: yes yeah, so mine was important. through working at events mm-hmm. because people would come up to me one lady came up to me today I taught a dance last year I wrote Motown music um to write a dance about Motown and I it's an old song I wrote it for beginner dance and she came up to me and she goes, man, that dance, we loved it. We danced it all year. You know, they don't write about it, but that makes you feel good because you know, as Lynn said, it's going into those little, little regional places and they're having a ball with Mm -hmm. them and they're dancing Mm -hmm. them and they're not going to these events, you know, to ask for them. You know, they, we know they're out there. Everybody has a need. One of my biggest dances,
1: most popular dances is a 16 count dance to shut up a dance. Shut Up and Dance Easy is 16 counts. I choreographed it in five minutes, and it's one of my most popular well, the best, dances out there. the best there. dance is it's choreographed
2: or done in less than an hour. It's crazy. If you take longer than an hour, let's say, to do a dance, it's got to just flow out of you. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. It's got to flow out like. I'm stuck on this one step. I don't know what to do with it. I'm just, it's not flowing for you. It's a good time to find a collaborator too. Collaborate and say, what can I do with this? Or just put it there and say, oh, I'll work on it another time. It's not working. My best work's been done in my kitchen and I have a studio downstairs in my Mm -hmm. basement. But I'm in the kitchen and the music comes on and I start moving. And I go, okay, this is great. Oh, this is working. This is working. This is it. Write Mm -hmm. it down. Computer, Rosie goes, you wrote it already? I said, yeah, it came out. If I got a, like really, like oh, harangue over it. It's not worth it. It, was it meant just to be It's that. you know, yeah. and then if it's hard for me, it's going to mm-hmm. be hard for them to dance, right? Okay, right. especially because we like to dance. Mm-hmm. We like to write for beginners, improver mm-hmm. dances. We mm-hmm. like that's what I enjoy, and if it's going to be something that you got to like, really, oh, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can't. Just get rid of it. So we
1: have another similarity. What's that? <laughs> because she said this all came to her later. This actually all came to me later as well. So I was always dancing and teaching, but I didn't get my first event was Wendy City in
2: 2009.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, I'm 48 now. And so I didn't start competing until then. And I... have Yeah. I've only, I don't teach at a lot of events. I don't teach a lot of events because that was never my goal. My goal is not to be on pro staff and be at all of events because I got started late and, um, I had my twin girls at 39. So, Mm. you know, I I can't be all over the country and all over the world. I mean, I'm, I'm mom first and then, you know, and I have a full-time job actually Monday through Friday as well. And I work for an insurance company and this is fun for me. So this is, this is, I love it, though. It's super, super... You guys know it is. It's your passion, yeah. right? I mean, it's what yeah. you do. You're so lucky to be into it so, so young. So I never did really. it to really be at the really. top, you know, of the it's event. Wonderful. I always just wanted... I just... I have this feel for music. You know, you get... You have this... You have... It's innate. It's in you, and you just want to share it. And as long yeah. as one person enjoys one of my dances out there,
2: then well, I'm Well, it's all the same. We're of the same ilk. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're not afraid to be out there and show what we love to do and that's why everybody gets along you know what i mean like the personalities aren't the same but they are the same you know like we're open to anything people who are artistic are always going to be open to meet new people meet new friends try something new i've always you know I've, it's an obvious thing so i think that's why we make so many friends and you know my son my oldest is 40 and my other one is 37 and I have friends younger than them, okay, and they don't believe me. And I say, no. I said, you know, I have a lot of friends all over the world, and the only reason I know them is because of line dancing. And they're from everywhere, everywhere. And I said, <coughs> he said, they're your friends? I said, yeah, I consider them my friends because mm-hmm. they don't consider me being an old lady. I said, you know, How they I'll, think. else do
1: you think you would be known internationally? Like, in, if you're not, like, an Olympic how else how, I don't know and what other kind of community do you think you'd ever be known internationally like right. did you ever dream that you would your name you'd be known internationally through your dancing or through a? Vi- I mean it's crazy isn't it but right. you have to I remember
2: mean, you're known internationally through the line dance community right, that, but that's what I mean though. Yeah, even the line, though it's
1: even as small as it is as, and right. as big as it is right know, it's small it's, but it's big yeah. even that though it's it blows my mind sometimes. Yeah. When I, if I mm-hmm. get an email from somebody in Malaysia, yes. right? it blows my I th- mind. I
3: think in one day I spoke with Joe in Colorado, uh, Rachel in Florida, Rebecca in Malaysia, and um, Fred. So I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. crazy. But Fred, it's, doesn't a, matter but it's from, amazing. Right? You know?
1: It's amazing. It is. It is. And the, you're right, though. The, this community is just the acceptance of people. You know, of every, of all, everyone, all, all, everyone. Of everyone, everyone, every age, every race, every and you I, know, gender. In my it home, doesn't, in one of my hometown classes, I have community.
2: two special needs people. They're borderline, but they're special needs. And they're just two other dancers in my class. That's all they are. And of course, I'm not going to, one can't be corrected because she gets upset. So, and the other one too. And they really try. And I said, this is so wonderful for them. They have a place to go and everybody accepts them. Of course they should. Why shouldn't they, you know, anybody Mm -hmm. that's, and I, you know, that's the other thing I tell people, this is a sport. Okay. What other sport could you compete in or participate in that has such a far reaching arena of people to meet unless you're a pro golf, but you're not, nobody's a pro in golf. Okay. I mean, it's really hard to do that. bowling, knitting whatever baseball tennis i mean you stay in that little cluster of where you live and that's what you do where is this and people who are not in it because i also call it an underground society yeah. yeah yeah okay so
3: we refer to narnia a lot narnia
2: okay see that's the yeah see I'm <laughs> underground we call it. <laughs> yeah okay so it's an underground that's community that's not a, it's not a bad thing it's just that's the way it happens because people have this they put this stigma on line dancing that is we got our thumbs in our pockets. And we got boots on our feet, and that's all we're doing and and i I have to instruct them no it's not that's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what it is It's a social community of dancing, every kind of genre of music. Every kind of, you know, style do of dancing. Use, do we have to
1: use terminology now like club line dancing or urban line yes. dancing or contemporary line yeah, dancing or right. modern line dancing. Right. I like that one a lot because that tells people that it's a little bit more than country. No, so I like,
2: just tell them right off the bat I don't care. I <laughs> of shoot course from the do. Hip. <laughs> we do hip hop. We do Latin. We do waltz. We do this. We do that. Anything else you need to know? <laughs> You yeah. do all that. Yes, I do, <laughs> and it's just it's just a wonderful thing. So, mm-hmm. and we're glad that people like you are in it to make it grow. You guys are the future. You're the future, Christopher. It's and a big Megan. burden. <laughs> it's a very big no burden. Pressure. No, no pressure. No pressure. No so, pressure. But it
1: can be challenging too. So it can be you know competition. You know is it's well, it he, can be exhausting. When I mm-hmm. in 2015 when I did the USL DCC thing in one year, I went to I think seven events and. I I took, like, six or seven dances to every single event, back-to-back. And then I also did Fort Wayne, which is a completely separate, you know, sanctioned event. And I took 11 dances there. And it can be exhausting. And especially if you, you know, depending on how everything places, too, it can be heartbreaking at times. And, you know, you have hopes for a dance, and then it doesn't do as well. But it's all just a learning experience. But it can be be challenging, too, though, in a way where... um, Sometimes you will come across people who they have their own agenda, you know. And you yes, so well, that's with
2: anything in this world.
1: That can be. I've I've been, you know, I've been in some situations that were very difficult in a very small community, and you know, it drives a, a big wedge. But you just have to, you know, yeah, come come around on the other side yeah. of it. And but
2: that you know that's with anything. So and I always, I go back to it's especially when you're a creative person, it can be very hurtful to you when let's say your own class, you go into your class and you say, I'm going to show you my new dance and they do it and they have no reaction whatsoever. These are your people, okay? <laughs> yeah. And maybe they're so used to you and I'll say, thanks for the feedback. I'll just say it and they'll look at me like, oh, it was okay. I said, well, That's why I'm teaching you that. So it's when you're a creative person, sometimes you can get very sensitive about, and you have to put what they Mm -hmm. say, you got to put your big girl panties on or your big boy panties on and you have to, that's all part of it. And once you learn that and you say, listen, I'm never going to be a Fred. I'm never going to be a Rachel. I'm never going to be a Darren. I'm not going to be that, but what I am, I'm happy with. Right. So as long as you're happy with what you are. And you still get to participate, not as many Mm -hmm. events, whatever, but, you know. you find your niche. You find your niche. Yeah. And
1: that's that's the other way it can get um, uh, challenging and competitive, though, right? Yes. There's not a lot of us to go along around in some communities, right? So, you know, and you're growing those dancers. Well, you're also growing potential instructors. And then, you know, you're competing for your audiences sometimes. And that gets hard because I've heard a lot of difficult stories um, and – and it's hard because we all want to support each other, but there's only so many dancers to go around in some some Absolutely. areas, right? Absolutely. Right. So People take hard. about
2: five lessons and they become instructors. Yeah. Okay, you know, whatever makes you happy, but it's not the way it works. It happens. It happens it in New York. It happens all over. Everybody mm-hmm. has a piece of the pie, so the classes get smaller and smaller because they take another piece. And it's not that they don't, they don't take people away from you, but they find the new people that probably would have came to your class. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And New York is doggy dog. I mean, it really is. <laughs> I mean I'm on Long Island and I, I compete with at least at least four or five classes. Now you would think I wouldn't have to, but I do. Mm-hmm. And I don't really take it as a competition anymore. I just say whoever comes, comes. We'll right. have a great time, we'll right. learn, you know, mm-hmm. um, you had, can't be in it for the money. Right. If you really need to, then you have to have at least 25 classes to do that uh, because, you know, the renting and everything of the rooms and things like that. And people don't see that side. And a lot of times the dancers don't see that side of it too. You know, they don't see like, oh, she loves to teach that, you know, uh, so what? You know, well, I got, I, I can't come this week. I'm going to the movies. Well, you know, I have this class of 20 people. I got the room. I have to pay rent every week. Okay. Not that I don't love to dance, but I really don't want to do it for free, you know, because I do buy music and I buy equipment, things like that. They don't consider that. They just know they're coming to dance. So sometimes you got to get that point across without looking like you're greedy or anything else. But I mean, who works for free? It is work.
1: I you do. Know, it,
2: yeah. I well, do. you do. I have to though in you know, my you have in my, my region. Well, sometimes so you do. We don't
1: have a yeah. we don't have a big. We have a small dance community. I mean, there's more of us than there used to be since, you know, like 2010, 2012. Mm-hmm. But um, I have stuff to teach at some of the places I do just for free, just because I love it. And I yeah. do. And and the people, they love coming to my class, you know, so that I do it for them. I mm-hmm. mean, it, otherwise, if I have to, and sometimes I don't get paid I still have to pay a babysitter, right? So sometimes it's actually I'm yeah, it's costing me money to go teach a class, or which, you
2: have to pay the rent, like right? But, but I don't in do new it York, that I don't... don't do
1: it that often yeah, anymore no. as I used to, unfortunately. But um, yeah, yeah.
3: But so you, know, you got a lot of stuff. <laughs> you, okay, I have a definitely have a question about uh, the beginner dancers. How do you guys find new ways to come up with? Um, steps that, that beginners aren't just doing a walk, walk, walk forward, back, 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 touch, walk, walk forward. There, there's, um, there's
2: standard. There are stand, if you study, okay, and you study, you look at... I'm talking about true beginner dances. Anything coming out from across the pond, they're harder. I say some of those beginner dances are our improver dancers here. So if you... You learn how to teach beginner dancers, okay? And you look at the beginning dances and you say, okay, there's certain things a beginner needs to know. There's certain things they shouldn't be doing right away. The most turns they should do is a quarter turn. So you know that right away, quarter turn. Rhythm, rhythm, no and counts until they're in a class for a year, okay? Everything should be, you know, that's, this is how I teach, okay? And what I do is I don't, I'll write some beginner dances, but I made myself actually a book on how to teach them and I chose dances and they were progressive. So let's say they did Aussie. Okay, Aussie. Simple. It's got walks in it. It's got step points in it and it's got jazz box in it. Hip bumps. There's every, there's 5,000 dances with hip hops in it. Okay, so we did that. The next dance that I teach them will have almost all of that and a new step. Then we move on and then we move on. So now not only are they getting reinforcement, repetition, they're learning a new step. Okay. Sometimes some teachers will teach the step before they teach the dance. That's the way they work. That's the way they are. I don't do that. I'm teaching them how to dance while they're learning the dance.
0: What and, is your ladder of dances? If you were to add on from Aussie or proceed. okay, so
2: Aussie, mm-hmm. uh, let me see. Then I would probably go. Uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> There's so many because I've you know I've substituted newer,
3: you know, well, newer dances and okay, things. Okay, let's start at the very beginning. What would be one of the very first dances that you teach?
2: Aussie. It is Aussie because it's walk forward, walk back, step, touch, step, touch, step, touch, step, touch jazz box, turn, which is kind of a hard thing for them, and then hips. So I probably I would show them what a jazz I would technically show them what a jazz box is and telling them it's really not a box. Okay? It's more like the three sides and then you sit. And I always tell them you're always going to turn on the second two counts of that pattern. And I make them count to themselves. I'm not the only one counting. Okay? I count with numbers, words, then I mix it up, Okay. Um, And I took a test once. Gerard Murphy, I don't know if you know him. He's from Nova Scotia. Okay. Mm -hmm. He gave us a test once in JG. This is way before I was, you know, competing or anything. And you were learning from that test how you learn and how you can teach. And some people can learn watching a dance. Some people need to do the dance to learn it. They can't just watch. They have to get on the floor. Some people can read a step sheet and just learn it that way. Some people, they can't learn any of Like, they, all can, they can only learn it dancing on the floor. They can only learn it watching, okay? They can only learn it. They can't do all three. I can, I've learned. I got a, the exact same score in each category <coughs> just by answering the questions. So I can learn all three ways. So I've learned that the people in my class... I'm not going to learn the way I learn. This one might learn because she's got to see my feet. She's not even hearing me. Okay? So you learn kinetically, you learn orally, or you learn reading. Okay? There's three different, or there's some people like me. I can read it. Okay, I hear the music already, reading it it and doing the steps. I'd rather teach myself to dance. Okay? So I have to move with the two. Watching, like sitting and watching other people dance. It's distracting. I, I, I can watch and I'll count it and everything, but I really need to be up there doing it more. So, so I've learned that the people in my class, there are people that are going to learn all different ways. Okay. So we're all going to learn counting. We're all going to say, I tell them eight uh, music, most music, if not all is 32 counts. Most the little songs. Okay. Eight, Eight counts in a beat, you know, in a phrase. So that's why dancing. This is how we dance. How do you do this? They're saying, okay, so here's the first phrase. It's eight counts. Let's count it. Even if we're walking forward and back, we're touching on four. We're touching on eight. I'm teaching them to count. Okay. Once we get the dance, I can say, okay, walk, 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 touch. Maybe they don't want to hear the numbers. They want to hear the words. Sometimes I'll switch it up. Walk, 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 touch. Five, six, seven, eight. So I'm mixing it up to try and hit everybody that's trying to learn. And the next thing is when beginners come in, especially a new class, okay, you have to learn your group, even though they're brand new people, okay? So you're teaching, most of the time your back is to you, but you'll turn. Once you see like they've got three walls and you start watching. And as I always tell them, I have eyes behind my head, okay? And you see the strugglers. And who are they? The ones in the last row. They don't want to be seen. They don't want anybody to see them. They feel confident in the back row. The worst row to be in when you're having a problem. You need to be in the second or third center. Now, And when I explain this to them, they go, oh, okay. Because now you have people in front of you every time you turn to a wall. Now you have someone to follow. I'm not always going to be able to run to the next wall to show you the dance. Maybe you're not going to be able to see my feet because there's people in front of me. So that's how I teach my beginners. They get spoiled, okay? <laughs> and then I progressively grow through. I might do a C. Then the next dance might be we are family only because that's when they're going to learn their hip bumps. And they'll learn a lockstep. There's a lot to learn in that little bitty dance, okay? But they do the jazz box turn again. And then they'll do one in place. Okay, um, it it really uh, it depends. I won't use the same music, like with Aussie. I might use something in the '70s or the '80s that they might like, so that they can dance to both. You know, the music. Then now they're learning how to dance that dance. Oh, if you hear it on the radio, I say you're in the kitchen, and the music comes on. Start counting the the beats and the music. Even if you think it, just say they start singing one two just straight beats you don't have to put the ends in it just seeing you'll see how when you get to eight he's starting a new phrase okay and i say okay why don't you just try rc with it walk up and down see if it works because now you're reinforcing your dancing you're not like i got to do this dance to this song okay i got the blinders on i can't do this dance to any other song no 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 you want to become a dancer this is what you have to do and if it's not that kind of thing for you. That's okay. You either love it to death or you do it once a week for fun. Mm-hmm. And that's the seniors. Mm-hmm. The seniors, excuse me, they, they like that more. So I'm not saying this is something you have to do for life. If this is something that, you know, oh, I don't want to work that hard. That's okay. You're here for a reason. Whatever it is, it is. Leave whatever it is that's going on out the door. This is the happy place. Mm-hmm. This is not rocket science. This is not where your problems stay with you. This is where they leave you. You leave it out the door, come in here, do this, make new friends. When you walk out the door, now you have friends to talk to. So that's how I teach my beginners.
0: If somebody wanted to email you to ask for a list, if, if you have a complete list. Yeah, I have of... a
2: list. As I said, it changes, Christopher. It does change. Right. But I can, I mean, if you if you wanted to see, you know, I mean, I have this book. Well, I'm, and...
0: I'm curious, what is your contact information for people to... to...
2: Well, my contact as with Lynn. I have business cards. I have flyers. And then on every dance sheet that I write. Tell
1: them my... what your email address is. That's what he's asking.
2: <laughs> what, you Tell want everybody oh, who's oh. listening oh, what so your you email address is oh, right now. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> 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 They're going to say these women are out of their mind. Um, oh, they love us. Our... <laughs> I use an email address. Whiska, Wiska, W-I-S-K-A. Fifty-one, the year I was born, don't go any further, at AOL, at AOL.com. That's my email address, okay? And anybody could, as long as they write in the subject title, oh, interested in line dancing, or I'm an instructor. I mean, you know, today you have to be very careful who you answer on the email. But I put all my emails on my step sheets. I have flyers that I put out with that email on it, and um, that's... You don't get that many contacts with that, especially other local teachers. I, I have a you. Yeah. You have a Facebook page. I have a Facebook page. The Facebook Lynn's page is dance really Crew. good. Yeah, Lynn's mine is dance
1: line Crew. dance with Lynn. I see, yeah, but I want to. I want to put a plug in for Amy Christian. Her one of her dances is my absolute favorite beginner dance ever to teach, and it's called Sugar. It's to the the Archie's Sugar. It is a one wall dance. But it's super cute, it's super fun and you get to walk around in a circle, Motown style. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite beginner dance. Yeah, to we teach. all have our favorites. So.
2: I think we all have our favorites.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is yeah. is there an email address people could reach you at as well?
1: Sure. It's my name, Lynn Card, L Y N N C A R D and the number twenty eight, the day of my birthday.
3: Oh. at <laughs> <laughs> at
1: gmail dot com. Well my or my Facebook up. page line dance
2: with Lynn. My my son made up my email so that's why it it's it's the hip hop version of Whiskers. I have Whisk-up. a website
1: too, but it's not real active. But yeah. so it's yeah. a work in they progress. They get kind of
2: expensive. Yeah, they you do. Know. So Facebook, thank God for Facebook, and, and I need and some.
1: Help. I need some tech help.
0: I'm not real tech savvy, <laughs>
1: Christopher. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah.
2: So uh,
0: this might be a big question, and of course, Megan and I have all day. If you if you would like to to answer it at length, but um, at, uh, as you would feel most comfortable. Um, answering it based on what you have coming up for the rest of the day.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You mentioned the things that you've had to go through like over over the course of your line dance career. Right. And there are you know obstacles and rites of passage. Right. I'm curious, since some of those have changed, what are some rites of passage and difficulties that instructors should still go through? You mentioned that some folks will take five classes and then you know, go instruct. But what are some of the things that people should still struggle through in order to, in a way, pay their dues to
2: become a competent instructor Is
0: that and, choreographer. and
2: choreographer?
1: And at, choreographer, at, like at your regional level or at what your pro U.S. international level?
3: How about both?
0: Sure, because you mentioned I'm also. Assuming you
3: guys have higher, uh, I guess. Um, Criteria to be a pro than you would just regional or different, and, and, and some, so depending on who is looking to do what. Yeah, yeah, Well,
1: I think that for the for the the pro the pro status, right, the national international. This is just my opinion, but I think the only rite of passage is to me is that you either you either have to enter a competition and you win first place, bang, right off the bat, and you enter another one and you're first place. It only takes a little bit of that as long as the right people see you, right? And then you might start to get um, introduced. But the old, my, own, my only issue with that is there's – a good dancer doesn't mean you're going to be a good choreographer, and it doesn't mean you're going to be a good instructor. Mm-hmm. A good choreographer doesn't mean you're going to be a good instructor. Mm-hmm. And being a good instructor doesn't mean you're going to be a good choreographer, right? Some people have what we call like the triple threat. They're right. a good dancer. They're a good choreographer right. and they're a good instructor, right. but not everybody does. So there are some people who, um, you know, can really can choreograph, but their dances, like she said, might not ever get out there because right. they're just, they're not, the they're not, they can't, not they can't the teach it really well. So, but that's, I think that's one way, or you really just come out of nowhere and you create a dance. I mean, I don't know that Dustin came out of nowhere. I don't know Dustin Betts really well, but that I dance pieces just like yeah. exploded. But then all was, of a sudden everybody in the world knows it. knows his name. But that was it. But he'll come I mean, he will be another back. one. There'll be another one. he will come back. But yeah. you know, that just exploded for him. Mm-hmm. So it some it kinda just takes that too. But for the regional level, you know, I think um like she said, you know, it's it's hard when somebody You know, I put in 20 years, you know, in my region. And then somebody will, you know, after a year of dancing and learning and then try to, you know, create their niche. And that can be really difficult. So you would like to see people kind of pay their dues longer and maybe... You know, work with an existing, and a veteran instructor for a while. Maybe shadow them. Maybe ask to teach. You know, know s- substitute work. or be your brat, your back row assistant teacher mm-hmm. is what we, right. Brat, yes, yeah. So, um, <laughs> That's how but, I started. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, but
2: it's it, it's, not it's, gonna, it's not always. It's very different. I think happen. every circumstance is different. Okay, um, your top pros are schooled. What I call schooled dancers. Okay, they might be Latin schooled. They've been dancing. Roy Vadunk. <laughs> is very uh he's center stage with that. He trained Daniel Trepat, he's trained all the big guys, okay? And they paid their dues, those kids. And they went through the ranks in competition. Daniel does, still does. He still competes um and um I don't think in this country he gets the respect he really deserves. In the other countries Agree. Well, he's my son Agree. anyway, so he's I'm his US mom. Um and I'm not saying that because we have that relationship. I'm just saying he's a very talented young man and it's just you don't it's just who you know. Right place, right time. But those people in particular, uh Darren Bailey, he's a school dancer. They're all school dancers and they've come through the ranks when we didn't even know them. And now they you know, so they're seen here, they come here. That's that's a whole different I think game.
1: that's what's brought the whole that's when it all shifted. It all shifted. Right when yes. all the school dancers, the yes, trained ballet shifted. dancers and everybody yes. started and that's when it become became a lot more right. contemporary right. and more modern and but it's fantastic, right? I mean, it I is. have a I have a line dance group back home and I have a line, have had a line dance team that I call Line Dance Evolution and I picked evolution specifically for that reason because it it evolves and it should evolve and it has evolved and it mm-hmm. will continue to
2: evolve. Yeah. So I think that's You know that's key. Um, Yeah, on a local level, it's it's different. Okay, Um, as Lynn said, Um, some people just don't do their homework. Uh, That's just what it is. They feel that they come to a class, as Lynn said, they think they're a good dancer. Well, they are, so they think they can be a good teacher, and that's not always the case. Um, The most most of the time, the people that I'm, you know connect not connected but you know have you know in the same area none of them are choreographers uh but some of them became teachers because that was the thing to do um and that's fine you know I always say listen if that's what you enjoy but I, I you know listen I came from private school education okay I'm gonna go back now all right private school education it was a strict education okay and you didn't attempt anything unless you studied and you know what you were doing okay you know what you're talking about and that doesn't happen a lot on the local level okay um so people are being taught and sometimes you can even go into a class oh you'll see like let's say you go to a dance and there's all different people from all different classes there and you'll watch the dancers and you can almost pick out who goes to who by how they dance hmm. okay i'll just you know all right so um I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that I always feel do something and do it right, okay, and learn. I I really went into teaching kicking and screaming because I didn't want to have that responsibility at first. I wanted to go and have a good time and be the brat in the back of the room, you know, and people come out and say, oh, show me that thing or show me that step again or how does that go and, you know, can we practice? And, yeah, sure, you know, i was just helping her out i just enjoyed doing it and when i knew i had to take on that role as teacher the whole role changed okay as a dancer and i said lynn you have to do your homework because now you're going to be a teacher you better learn how to break those dances down correctly and act like it's easy breezy and this is just one you know you're just having a good time with it well you know when you first start because i did the same kind of competition you know Vegas is a tough, it's just like Chicago. you're teaching not at the time my contemporaries, but they were going to be, okay, and here they are, I mean, you lose your saliva you, you just you're just so nervous. I mean, you have a great radio voice, I heard that right, and I, you know he sounds so confident and it's great, um, but you really get nervous and mm-hmm. uh, it's that's a tough thing, and some people I say, you know what? I stepped up to the line and I did everything I had to do. I competed wherever I had to go to learn, learn from others, learn how to break down a dance, learn how to write a dance, okay, uh, to make sense. And I did all that and still jump into the teaching. And it took me a while, but then I learned my technique of teaching. It's not only teaching. It's a technique in teaching. You know, as I say, you have to know your crowd. You have to know if they're like in the mood to have a funny person or in the mood not to have a funny person, okay? Um, If you get a rep that you're crazy, then that's great because they know when they're coming in, they know what they're getting, okay? Okay. All right, so they know that, but they still learn at the same time. I tell them this is supposed to be fun, okay? It's not tough. It's not rocket science. This is supposed to be fun. You know, relax your shoulders. Relax your neck. Let's have fun. Let's have fun with this, okay? And I think once you start doing that and teaching people to dance like that, they're going to be better dancers and they're going to be happy. You don't get that on a local level if they don't expose themselves to be criticized and judged. I don't believe, I really, truly, you know, they just do what they have to do and okay, you know, we'll do it. So listen, they get the dancers, the people still dancing, that's fine. But that's when you're, I'll go back to when you're an autistic person, it kind of gets you here when you say, gee, I know I could do that better. OK, I know I could do it better, but I'm not going to take people out of class. I'm not going to say, oh, you should come to my class because I could do better than that. Yeah. People do that. Yeah. OK, you would never do that because you're a professional. Right. All right. And that's I think yes. that's with every career choice. Sure. It, I mean, it's, it's just out there and you have to learn to deal with it, you know. And I started I started
1: teaching when I talked about teaching in 1996 when I approached um, the bar that I was going to because I didn't have anybody to dance with like I knew all these dances and there weren't enough people that knew the dancing and so Mm -hmm. like I just wanted people to dance with and that's why I started teaching but so when you talk about rites of passage or you talk about paying your dues if I could go back I I know what I would do now because again I was Dancing in a small bar in like the Twin Cities, which is a big metropolis area, but I didn't know there was this whole world of dancing. Right? Oh no! One until knows I that went to Chicago in. in 2009, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So if I could go back, I, I would. In order to, you know, your your beginner students might not know any difference, right? But if you really want to have some credibility, and you guys are, I'm not, I'm, not tired, I'm preaching to the choir, but you guys already do this. So if I could go back, I would. Um, Study terminology, step terminology, Mm -hmm. right? Because back then I was just like, no, I'm stepping forward and I'm I'm leaning to the side or I'm rocking. Is it a sachet? Is it a Lindy? You know, um, shuffle. What? What is it? A triple? What is it? So a lockstep or so. If I I I'll go back and I'll learn all the terminology, which I really didn't do until very late in my career. And um, and you can take NTA classes, and everybody has their own opinion about NTA i don't know how it can be hard i mean if you have the opportunity to to take it why not i mean it can't hurt you it's just it's because there everybody has a little bit different terminology too you know we don't have a lot of we don't have like one glossary or dictionary it was was made up as they went along right exactly so i would do that and then i would also i would take technique classes um Debbie is teaching a technique class right now, <laughs> but um, I and I would have taken more technique classes just so that I uh, felt like you know, people in the country bar, people saw me as a good dancer. I had a lot of energy, right? You had a lot of energy, but that's not always what makes you a good dancer, especially when you go to an event like this, like mm-hmm. a, in a, a convention mm-hmm. event. Yeah, it's not all yeah. about energy sometimes, but then it's about fluidity and dancing into the floor and whatnot. So right. if I could go back, you know. Even and that's to 2009, a, I would right. take more technique classes. It's just that's
2: your learning experience, mm-hmm. and
1: that's mine, too. But I think that's how you, those things will help you ha- build credibility as an instructor.
2: Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And
1: maybe not, again, in your regional space, but maybe in this convention space and the pro status and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Those things will help build credibility. Right. If, if you're like somebody like me that doesn't have the formal dance training growing up. Right, so that those
2: are some. But things that I would dance do. training growing up is very different from line dancing. Yes. Oh mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, you have people that took tap. You tell them shuffle, they think well, you want me to shuffle. <laughs> that's a step in tap. It's not right. what we do. Okay. Oh, Gosh, so I had termina- that experience this yeah. summer. I took yeah. my
1: first tap class ever shuffle. What do you forty-eight. Right, left, right. No. Wait, and and there's no there's no five, six, seven, eight in tap. Did you know that? No. He's like, no. I say da 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 da, da and you go da 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 da. Like, I was waiting for the five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> so it is different. But you're right.
2: You're right. are a lot of people. You know, there, I'm sure there are people out there, they do not know the terminology. They'll no. say, oh, just go no. right, together, left, and da, da 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 Same thing with beginners again. I teach them the terminology. I say, okay, this is called the chasse, okay? Right now, we'll say right, left, together, right, touch, left. I explain to them the difference between a vine and a weave, okay? Show them the difference, Um I show them a sailor step, even though they're not ready for that. I'll say, you know, it's like the coaster, but we're going to move our body a little different. It has a little, usually, syncopation and all that. You need to know your terminology. You need to know it, okay? There's no way around that. I see that with the pros. Some of them don't have it, but that's okay. You know, they're getting their point across. Um
1: It's Ruben, true. I learned, I, mean, I
2: learned from Ruben. Well, I learned Actually, Latin from Ruben. Well,
1: I, no, I learned um, a, an instructor terminology. I was in one of his classes one time, and he... He explained a change of step. Yes. And I, I had I had never heard that before until one of his well, classes and I didn't know two what it was, was with it. So when you it's not a tag, it's not a restart, but when you need to when you need to do a restart but you're on the wrong foot and you're in a weird spot of the dance where normally you wouldn't be on the right weight, then you have to do a change of step, switch the weight or right. do a quarter turn instead of half turn so you could do the restart. Yes. And, and maybe you might be and there's a in um Guyton's um um, holy cowgirl Dance. It's like there's a t- a step touch, and he calls it a touch tag, and it was it's this big joke. But it's a change of step. I never knew that until I took one of Ruben's classes. Yeah, and so I took that, and I used that, and mm-hmm. I that made me. I felt that just that one little thing like mm-hmm. that can make you a better. Instructor. Well, he's
2: a school dancer too. Oh, he's fantastic. Fantastic. a school dancer, and he's taught me a lot about Latin. We've written three or four Latin dances, you know, and timing and things like that. Because I wasn't, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. learn that. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's it you make friend and it's you know you find these kindred spirits in the line mm-hmm. dance community mm-hmm. where you never thought you'd become friends cuz Reuben competed after me in Vegas the year after me or the yeah the year after me cuz I, re- I worked the next year and then he was out there and I said oh, this guy and then he told me <laughs> his whole story how he got into line dancing which I'm sure you know Christopher but um it, yeah he's um He's a very talented dancer. He's a big dancer. Not mean big body. I mean he's out there. He takes the floor over. And um, if there were more people like, yeah, he's probably going to say, "Why are they keep t- talking about me?" But if <laughs> there were people good. with his attitude and the kindness that he has. Mm, um, seriously. Out on that dance floor, you know, there'd be a lot of happy dancers out there. You know, there really would be. I mean, that's the way he is. He gives of himself, you know, without, you know, being taken for granted, but he does. Mm -hmm. And that's how we became friends, because we had the same Mm -hmm. kind of thinking, you know, and and we would sit and talk for hours, you know, just be friends. And then our first dance we wrote together was in Vegas at John's event. We did it in the hallway while there was a big national dance competition going on with all these little girls with oh. their makeup and their dresses. And they're walking oh, through and yeah. they're watching these two people who really don't look like they're dancers <laughs> choreographing Lucky and Vegas. And we did it. in four, mm-hmm. uh, It took us four hours because yeah. it was a long dance. We kept getting interrupted. And we had such a good time doing it. And he said to me, I never thought that we would be almost thinking on the same wavelength That we did. We never had, like, I'd say, oh, I don't want to do that. He'd say, how about this? I'd say, oh, that's great. Let's put this on it. So when you find somebody, because he's the only person I've ever found that I could work with, you know, and a male that I could work with like that, we do. And now we even guess each other's steps. You know, I'll say... I'm going to do this, and he's going, I just thought I'd do that, so, you know, we found, you know, that kind of kindred spirit thing, and that's a great thing to have, it gives you confidence, it gives you, gee, here's somebody who's really out there, and they think I'm a good dancer, and they think I'm a good choreographer, so that gives you the energy to go out and do more, you know, do more, and and do what you love to do, that's all, so it's, uh, people on the outside of that as I say the underground who have no idea what's going on you know I mean I have I don't know if you want me to say this but I have a funny joke I always tell my husband has no interest in this whatsoever none okay he's only seen me dance once if you can believe that I'm dancing almost 25 years okay because we don't you know he doesn't come to the events or anything he only hears about it so you know to be funny and haha when we're with you know friends of his they say oh yeah he says I don't know I think it's a cult (laughs) So I go, yeah, we only kill one chicken a weekend. I don't know what you're talking about. I said, because, you know, that's all it is. And then I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> he says, it's got to be a cult. I said, well, in a way it is, but in a way oh it isn't. Gosh. We let anybody in. We never get out. True <laughs> <laughs> <You're> story. <laughs> you never get out. <laughs> so it's, uh, as I say, people that don't know about it, they just don't understand it. And the people that just get into it, then, Their eyes are open when they say, Oh, you went like you went to Chicago. Was there a lot of people there? Yeah, I bet 800. 800? No, I would say, you know, maybe less. You know, he used to get 800. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just can't get over it. And And they say, You all know the same stuff? Basically, You know, basically, I mean, there are, you know, higher end dancers than, you know, there'd be lower end dancers, middle of the road, they try and everything. And we all hang out at night and we have a good time. We don't party, we party and dance. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's what we do. And it's just a fun, great feeling. You know, and the weekend goes so fast. Oh, you yeah. say, my course, God, yeah. it's Sunday yeah. already. Yeah. Where are we going? Like, we're at an event. We're saying, where am I going to see you next? Like, we, oh, we're yes. talking <laughs> about, which is nizzle in two weeks. We're talking about the next event already. And we're saying, like, oh, my God. And what happened with me with that? Now, from, okay, so you have not dancing for many years, why dancing, going into teaching, going into choreography, this, okay, here's my sequence of events, right, starting to go to events, being invited to events, my next step was directing shows, that was my next step, which Rosie gave to me, okay, and so I've done that for the last three years, where I have done the show, and it's a big show, you know, We're crazy. We like big shows. So I love that because now I've taken theater, you know, which I didn't have too much experience with, just a little bit, not really much. Um, And because I had family and not show business, but kind of, you know, my grandmother was a singer. My grandfather played the piano for movies, movie house, you know. That's what they used to play piano. That's what they did in the silent movies. So I had a musical background from both ends. My dad sang And we were never afraid to just, you know, be out there. And I sing when I'm dancing with the people, when I'm teaching them. I sing the song with them. You know, I'm I'm very comfortable with that. So when she said, I started to help her with the shows. And then when she took over the event, she says, "I." and she loves, her and her husband love theater. She says, I just can't do it all. Because her event, she puts them in the rooms. It's an all-inclusive event. It's a big deal. So she goes, it's yours. I said, okay. I think she expects to say, oh. I said, okay, I'll (laughs) do it. So I create the whole show costumes who can do what this and that and I just and they make fun of me because she told them the first year she says well you know I used to write the show up and going up in the car on the way up to the weekend and I'd be like I had all my routines ready already you know and when she gave it to me she says just ask her the next like the day after the event is over what next year's show is she will tell you what it is and I do I say, oh, yeah, it's already going because I have to think, who's coming next year? Who could do what? This would be great, you know, and I really love that. I love doing that. That's why I get a little upset when we're not prepared at other events for that, you know. What we have to do with the show. (laughs) But I just, that's really, yeah, that's really where my forte is. Oh, (laughs) shut up. I do. I like, don't we have a step sheet for that? (laughs) No, just, okay. (laughs) Just do what I do. Just do what I do. Okay, I'm in the back. I'll just follow you, you know? So I, and that has brought me like almost full circle when Mm -hmm. I was a kid and I did shows think about it right i mean not to this extent because now i have these wonderful (laughs) talented people and i'm telling them what to do it's the greatest thing (laughs) what power (laughs) like what am i supposed to win? this is the music cut it you know i mean it's just great (laughs) it really is but in the end you just like your choreography like you know you write a dance you do it you teach it to others and then you should always this is what you do stand back and watch them do it don't dance with them Stand mm-hmm. back and watch them do it, and you say, Wow, look what I just did. Yeah, that's what I like to do after one of my, in my
1: beginner yes. classes. Stand it's back like, and watch, you know, they're
2: following you and following yes, you, but then yes. at some point,
1: I'm like, Stand up, and I'm like, and just I just want to watch
2: them, and I'm like,
0: Yeah, right? So it's like teaching a baby how so to walk. Of them.
2: So, with my shows, it's the same thing mm-hmm. that my ideas have now come to life, and hoping that what was here transferred to the floor, <laughs> okay. that okay you know i'll give a little take a little but i really enjoy that the most if i had to if i had to which i hope i never have to do if i had to give up the dancing part because you know the the knees start to go and they have gone i've gone through a lot of stuff but if i had to i would still have that and i would love it i would just love it because it's just a great thing to have and the and our group that comes they like weekends you go to the oh here comes the show oh we have to sit we want to dance how much dancing do you need you dance from the time you get up to the time you go to bed you can sit for an hour and a half and watch a show okay relax they come in they're running for their seats they can't wait to see what we're going to do because i don't tell them you know and uh they're all like okay what are they going to do?" they love it so i'm happy That people love that, you know, like you're not doing it and saying, oh, we can't wait till it's over. You know, I think it should be part of the whole thing. It really should. Because I think they enjoy seeing their instructors go out of the box. Well, maybe not. Yes. You know, I mean, sometimes in Chicago, they do their routine that like Daniel, he's got his routine and whatever. But our shows like Jamie's, you know, she really creates this whole big thing. I don't have any dialogue. Mine is all dancing and singing and things like that. But um, I, I got a twenty-page script. Yeah, Jamie's well, I've been there. I've year. been there, done that. But it yeah. was amazing. It was awesome. Uh, and uh, they like seeing them maybe be funny. That they never thought they were going to be funny. I have one particular instructor. I'm not going to tell you who it is, who I'm having to do a solo this year and has never done one in front of an audience like that. And I said, it's time because you're skilled to do it, okay? And, um, you know, group numbers, comedy numbers, things like that. And they just love that, having a guy come out in a tutu. I mean, they just think it's the greatest thing in the world. So, you know, it's good to see it. Let everybody see that side of you. It makes you more human, That was a
1: big challenge for me, though. Yeah, it is a big challenge. When I got invited after winning Vegas two years ago, and I got invited to teach at Vegas last year. So that was probably... Well, that's the an overwhelming bigger, event. Biggest challenge, challenge I've ever had, even than teaching a class of a thousand people. Like to be in a show like that, yeah. And those, I, those rehearsals I had to learn are the grueling. 20s, the flappers' twenties yeah. dance. Um, it's not that it, I mean it's still line dancing, but it was it just felt so different for me. Like to be in a production, you know. Yeah. It and is, then and then they did the Egyptian night. Right, all I had to do was literally stand there, not move, not talk, not dance, not speak. I just had to stand there. (laughs) And I still was like, this is just, this is way outside my box. But I got through those two shows and then I did Jamie's, um, in Fort Wayne this last, um, March and there was a lot to learn. And, and I actually didn't have a chance to learn it much in advance because I was on a cruise the week before Teaching and so I like literally came off of that. I was home for three days and then I had to go to Jamie's. Not that I could have learned it even earlier than that, but I've got you know two kids at home. I work full time, right. so I felt really unprepared. I was literally reading the script on the way to Fort Wayne in the car, and it was like two hours to get there, and and then my friend was quizzing me. So that was a big undertaking. Because your script but that script is live. So it we, is live. Lip sync. It script is live. In, it in is live. But but um, I will say like I was pleasantly pleased i told Jamie, i think i think i only screwed up one one time and and there were other people who you would expect would really put a lot more effort and really be able to know it really well um Mm -hmm. that didn't Mm -hmm. and she i was happy because she was happy with me that i i did what i had to do yes and um but when i and when i talk about um the cruise though. Can I is okay if I give yeah. a shout out. So um I had never I taught on a cruise the last two years as well. I never thought I would ever teach line dance on a cruise. But when I was a kid I was like Miss Social Butterfly people used to call me Julie McCoy. So I was like I always thought well I should I should teach on a cruise someday that it was so weird. And like two years ago that that's what I did. And I only did it because of Janet Cruz out of Chicago. So she's got like 10,000 Facebook followers. She's to me, she's the biggest lion dance instructor in Chicago. She teaches also couples. She's got a huge following. She teaches all over the Chicago suburb area. And, um, she and her group of dancers, they are my biggest fans and I love them to
2: death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. it's I'm going to cry. Because they, well, they, yeah. <laughs> they
1: they love all my, they love my dances. She gives me music, and I choreograph specifically for her. And they, I mean, they will, they, their parade playlist is five dances of all of Link Hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just.
2: That's great. That, it's That's a great crazy, thing. but they're my right. biggest fan. But that fans. was a window. And I love them. I love you, you, I love you yeah. Chicago. That was a window you permitted That's to open. That's my niche. See, I found my niche. That permitted open. And so. I think that. That's another thing that makes you a better teacher. I mean, if you get... See, that's, that's the opportunity. You know, the, the opportunity has to come. And I'm just saying, it's always time and place. Time and place being the right place, the right time. And making sure you are. Okay? Um, and, you know, sometimes you do have to speak for yourself. You have to say, you know, I think I could really add to your weekend if you ever decide that you would like me. I'm I'm open to any discussion you want. Okay? Okay? If you really feel that you're, you know, and that's it. You know, I've only done that once in my life. Once. Okay. Because I felt I could contribute. And I was accepted. And it was a great thing. So um, sometimes you do have to do that. But it's really hard. It's really, really hard, you know, to break into this kind of thing. You know, the weekend thing. It's tough because there's a lot of talented people out there, you know. So you do what you do and what you do the best. And that's all you can do. That's all you can do. Five people show up. What are you going to do if you're up against Team A and Team O? You know, sometimes it's tough and you can't take that as hard as it is. You can't take it personal because of your schedule, where they put you, this and that. But you still got the opportunity make the most of it. Make the most of what you get. You're not going to get that much. okay?
1: so. And talk about the friendship. I mean, some, you know, you guys. Yeah, the friendship is is fabulous. Some of my best friends, best friends are from Florida. Tennessee, mm-hmm. and Chicago.
2: Mm-hmm. Some of my best friends who I know. Yeah, it's, it's a great, life. and we're preaching to the choir, just so you, say, you mm-hmm. don't have to <laughs> tell them that. But with that, we have a re- I have a rehearsal. She yes. has a rehearsal at 5 o'clock.
0: Final tiny question I'd Final like to tiny. Ask everyone. Okay. What dance would you recommend everyone go learn right
3: now? It can be old, new, yours, or someone else's. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And you can name a few if you're torn. I I will tell
1: you, Tick Tick Boom by Debbie Rushton. I love that dance. That's a, I learned that's it. that that was. One, yeah. yeah, I love that dance. I taught it this summer. It was awesome. Well,
2: it depends on what you really love to do. You know I mean? the style of dancing you like. I like everything, but I do like more dramatic dancing than I do even though I write everything else. But I love Simon Ward's Beautiful in My Eyes, and it was the dance of the decade. It was nominated. Now, that's not the reason. I loved it before it became the dance of the decade. I danced it everywhere he taught it. I demoed with him. I love that. I also love my first dance, which I called, which I forgot to tell you, I called my first. (laughs) It was my first dance. The name of the song was my first. And I have a great support system up in Massachusetts and up there. They love the dance. They still do it they still do it. And I would say, rec- I would recommend to do that dance because I think it was one of my best dances to tell you the truth. That's what I do. But as far as those, you know, the style of Beautiful In My Eyes and the music, the music I, I love. I also love um, Gary O'Reilly's Love Remains because of the song. The dance is beautiful, but it's the song and sometimes you have to listen you have to listen to that music you know i tell them i'm gonna play the song first after we all finished crying then we'll learn right. the dance and it yeah. just it just hits it hits home so that's what i would recommend and there's a lot of great stuff out there it's so hard you know it really is but for my style of dancing that style of you know nightclub that i truly truly love and Try and, you know, make it a little bit more than it is when I'm out there. I don't care who else is out there. That's the two I would recommend. Yeah.
0: Well, thank okay. you both You're so welcome. much for sitting down and Are you exhausted? <laughs> oh, I'm feeling great. I've, I could have questions for days. But I know you guys have places to be. They're going to so. say,
2: who are these two chicks? Don't they ever shut up? <laughs> we, we can chat again next time we see you.